Christ, you people suck. Wow. This is episode 692 for March 21st, 2022. Now on the show this week, we have Drew calling in from Bosnia. I'm here from Bosnia. <laughs> All right. Off to a good start. We also have the Wombat 2. I am not calling in from Bosnia. Calling in from Horizon in the Forbidden West. That's right. I'm calling in from the land of fuck kangaroos. <laughs> And we also have Anthony. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here too. <laughs> All right, then. It, it's been a weird week. I, I felt I felt like I was once again with my finger on the pulse of 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 the media as I as I finally saw Spider Man, the new one. And like shocker, I wasn't shocked by anything in that movie because I'd already had it all spoiled. But that's cool. Same. And I probably won't get to watch it for like ten years. So it's all yeah. Good. Uh, but I also did see the Batman. I went to a theater for the first time in like two years. I did too. Yeah, you and did. And was it worth it? It was. It was worth it. That's a good fucking movie. That's a really good Batman movie. Yeah, I took my I took my son, and I was so worried that he wasn't going to make it because that movie's three hours, and like there's a half hour, forty five minutes of trailers and commercial shit. So like we had to sit in a theater for four hours. Yeah, it was a long time. He ended up having to pee twice before the movie started. There's oh, a, you gotta love that. Yeah. There's a f- uh, 4D theater near me that has that, apparently. What is like it? Like Batman. Do they, like, spit like, on you or something? What's the... Uh, apparently it rains. It rains in the theater. Oh, that's cool. Um, I heard someone describe it, like, every time Catwoman's on screen, they, like, pump kind of, like, a slight perfume smell in. That's weird. I'm like, that sounds fucking bizarre, and I kind of want to see Yeah, that. you almost kind of want to experience it once just to see what that's all about. Well, because they also, uh, it, the, of course, the seats move, right? And I want to know what they, they do while the highway sequence is happening. <laughs> Which is, was uploaded online, like, I don't know how I watched that online without it being taken down, but it, I think it might be the beginning of the movie. You talking about the Batmobile? Yes. No, that's that's not the beginning of the movie. Okay. Well, anyways, I uh, I would love to see how the fucking seats are shot across back and forth as that sequence is happening. That sequence is bad ass. Um. Also, the sound in that movie is just ridiculous. So it's so good, and that new Batman theme, mm, Chef's Kiss. So good. 
I like that movie a lot. And it won't be long before we can watch it at home because they're bringing it to HBO in April, I think. Yep. So. April 16th or 15th or something like that. Hell yeah. I'll watch it again for sure. It was it was really that'll good. Be a, that'll be a home theater watch for me. Yeah. This is, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It, it, you know, it wasn't as bad as I like price-wise. Now, the snacks, that's a different story. But, like, I got two tickets for like 24 bucks. It wasn't Yeah, that ain't bad. But, yeah, it's the first time I've been to a theater in two years, and I'll be honest with you, it was pretty empty on a Thursday evening. I think there was maybe 20 people in the theater. Oh. Yeah, you you think that's bad. I went and saw it at a matinee on a Tuesday, and uh, my wife and I and one other guy in the theater. You know, that's not a bad thing. Did you invite him to sit with you? (laughs) No, no, no. You want to sit on my lap? Come on over here. (laughs) <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, so let's talk about video games. Drew, I'll kick off with you. Okay. Um, I actually just finished my review of Monster Crown. Sent that to you. Uh, that's an okay game. It's not going to knock anybody's socks off. Uh, I would say that's probably the best Pokemon knockoff. You haven't played Nexamon, right? I have not. Okay, I'm curious how it stands up to that. Okay. This is obviously trying to be like a retro game. Um, so, I don't know about that Nexamon game. Is it supposed to be? Yeah, it's like top-down 2D style. Okay. Yeah, this one actually tries to emulate like Game Boy Color stuff. Like, it, it feels like you're playing Pokemon Red and Blue. Interesting. Um, but, I mean, they, they have some interesting concepts. Like, the whole crossbreeding monsters to make like a totally different monster. You know, the the people who are into like min-maxing stuff and RPGs will really get into that. You um, know, that's the secret to Bloodborne and, and Dark Souls bosses, right, is, is crossbreeding Pokemon. What? <laughs> you, you like take two weird animals and you mesh them together and you get a Bloodborne boss. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely make some monstrosities in that game. I mean, have you seen some of the bosses from Elden Ring? I have not. I have not. I've actually not really seen much gameplay footage of Elden Ring. I fought a cat head statue that shot fire out of its mouth this weekend. Gotcha. Have you beat any bosses in that game yet, Ken? Yeah, yeah. I I took down the Tree Sentinel. I took down Margit, the first big story boss, and and the cat boss this weekend. I took down some... Big creepy thing in a church too. So like four total, but only one of the big four story bosses. Gotcha. So like the other ones were like mini bosses or something. Yeah, there's like, dude, I don't know what it is. Like there's like 300 bosses in that game or something, and like only four of them are main story bosses or something. I don't remember. But I only took out that one, um, a Margit, and then I guess the next one on my list is Godric. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, Monster Crown did that. Uh, I'm also playing for review, and this is something I don't know if you guys talked about last week. Um, Chocobo GP. Ken talked a little bit about a it. A little last bit week. about it, but I haven't played a ton of it. Okay. I played a good amount of it. Um, that's a really fun racing game, but holy crap. <laughs> the, the, the stuff in that game. That you have to buy. What the fuck is going on with Square Enix lately, man? 
dude, I don't know, but like they have like a battle pass almost. Yeah. But then there's also there's the premium battle pass, which means you unlock everything automatically, but you get a lot more rewards. Or if you get the regular battle pass, which is not as expensive, you still have to level up your profile that season in order to get cloud. But also, like, like, isn't there like a free version of this game, and then there's also the forty dollar version, and the battle passes are separate? Yes. So I have I have for review the forty dollar version of the game. They, I still have to purchase the battle pass. So the thing is, is that if you buy the $40 version of the game, they give you enough in-game currency, which is Mithril, to purchase the Battle Pass, but not the Premium Battle Pass. Oh, wow. That's dirty. So I have the Battle Pass, and I have to get to level 60. It's either 40 or 60. I can't remember. I have to get to level 60. I'll say 60 uh, in order to unlock Cloud Strife, right? Does this battle pass expire? Like, does it have a time limit on it? Oh, not only, yes. So they have seasons. Not only does the season end and they rotate the characters out, your mithril, if you spend real world money to buy mithril, mithril lasts three months and it expires. Ooh, no, no, no. No, no, you, no, no, no. No. If you purchase in-game currency with your hard-earned money and you don't use that currency in three months, that currency disappears. <sighs> I'll say the same thing I said about the GT news on Twitter. Fuck off. No, yeah. Yeah, that, all the way. Yeah, this crap is really egregious, and I'll be honest with you, like, if you want to unlock Cloud without getting the premium pass, you're going to have to play this game at least 30 minutes every single day until the season ends. I'm good. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'll ever hit the level cap to get Cloud. I may be able to. You know, you get more if you do well in in races and stuff like that. So get good. I mean, sure, but I mean, it's a it's a Mario Kart game. <laughs> There's a lot of Mario Kart crap in that game. As um, in, I just got hit. Oh, look, I just got hit again. I got hit three times in a row. Now I'm in last place. Oh yeah, the the, the joys of Mario Kart. Yeah, and and you have to worry about online play. So. Uh, while the servers are okay, there are some weird stuff that goes on. So, like, you know, you have the ability to hold down the A button to rev up your engine before the countdown. If you start at, when it goes 3, 2, 1, if you start at 2, you get a boost off the line. So well, just I like know Mario Kart, fact, yeah. Yeah, I know for a fact I've been holding down A since 2 started, and I still didn't get my boost. And I'm like, what the hell? That's in the premium battle pass, Drew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, you thought you could just boost? That? Yeah, no, nah, dog. You don't get to just boost. You got to have that premium battle pass. That's right. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know because the, the thing is, if they removed all that crap, like seriously, this would be a really fun like Mario Kart clone. Hey, I mean, you know, it plays good. 
was going to say, Mario Kart just got a whole shitload of DLC, so maybe let's go play that. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but I mean, I mean, it, it plays really well. It, you know, the, the, the racing is fun. The items are kind of fun. They got some really cool items in that game. Um, so as far as like, you know, like, sure. And everything's based on Final Fantasy. So you got like, you know, you can do fire. And if you stock up two fires, it turns into fire, you know, that kind of thing. So it's more powerful. Ooh. But then they have like the, they have the, the, the warps. So you can basically put like a, a wormhole on the track and it will, it'll put you out farther down the track or you can make it a reverse one where if somebody, your opponent goes through it, it takes them farther back down the track. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, there's some really cool stuff in here. I mean, it has everything else, you know, you can drift and if you drift long enough, you'll, you know, boost out of the drift kind of thing. There's a lot going on here. There's, it's got a really cool soundtrack. It's all remixed Final Fantasy music. It also has that, that fucking slamming title track that's like Sonic Hedgehog shit. It sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog mixed with, like, J- happy J-pop. Yeah, I, that title screen song it was 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 lit, fam. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's the the microtransactions in that game are very egregious, oh, and shit. I, if they weren't there, this would be a fantastic game. That makes me sad because I I loved Chocobo GP back in the PlayStation One, and and I was excited, and I picked this up, and I put it in, and I was like, oh, what the fuck is this horse shit? What's this past shit? Yeah. So there's like there's three different currencies in the game. <sighs> There's, there's, of course there is. Everything's yeah, got multiple currencies now. Fuck your currency. There's race, there's race tickets, which you earn in-game. There's gill, which you can earn in-game, and you earn more if you have the battle pass. Of course. <clears throat> or I keep calling it a battle pass. It's not a battle pass. It's something pass. You know what I mean. Though. It's probably a race pass yeah, we or got something. Season pass something. Yeah. It's, it's like a season pass kind of thing. And then you get mithril, which is what you buy for real money. And it feels like a, a, a games-as-a-service kind of game. At the same time, it feels like a mobile game in that sense. But it's $40. But the full base game is $40. There is a free-to-play version of this game. Uh, I, from what I understand, it does have the online aspect. It does have part of the story mode. Um, and you don't have to purchase anything, but... You also don't unlock anything. So it's a demo. <laughs> I mean, essentially, it's a demo that you I, can play online. It's apparently a, a season pass, and they have apologized for it. Get fucked. Shouldn't have done it in the first place. Um, and the publisher posted a long explanation on Twitter about changes the development team will make to the game in the short term and what's in what it's planning for future seasons. Uh, how about just not doing this in the fucking first place? But apparently the changes they're going to do are all players will get an extra 500 mithril. Starting that in season two. Nothing. Sorry? That buys you nothing. Alright. Starting in season two, mithril will be a reward in the prize pass. There's a prize pass too? Dude, fuck if I know, man. I'm just reading out what it says on Kotaku. If I don't uh, understand what your game do, your game do wrong. Current XP requirements to level up the prize... Oh, God. The prize pass have been significantly reduced. 
Okay. So, so that, still, new I, courses so can, will will be added in season two for all players. Balance changes won't arrive until season two. Oh, so season one is fucked. So I I, I will never get cloud. Yeah, probably not. No, gotcha. Just the way you said, oh, so season one is fucked. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Jacobo GP is fucked. That's just... Yeah. Wow. Oh, we're sorry we, you didn't accept this shitty game we made. <laughs> Let me apologize, but we'll clearly clearly try this again. Hey, they, they said the same thing about Excellent. Babylon's Fall. They said, you know, hey, we're going to continue. Season two's coming. I'm like, I didn't even know that fucking game had a season. That's a $60 game. Cool yeah, Square. Have been free to play. Cool so Square. You, it. F- you fucking up. Oh, but you don't understand. It's because our fucking Western studios. Uh huh. Which one of these is Western made? That's why I fucking thought. God damn it, Square! What are you doing? Yeah, they're the same company that wanted to get into NFTs. So same company I mean, that still really... hasn't put Final Fantasy VII remake on the Xbox or the Switch. So, oh, okay, well, I would not try to push that to the Switch, but... Hey, cloud gaming, baby. Cloud gaming. You can play cloud on the cloud. Oh, fuck, yeah, and then they're like, what if we charged you, like, full price for (laughs) the Kingdom Hearts games that you don't actually own? They could definitely run on the Switch, except maybe three. Maybe. I don't know, I think think they could make three bit on the Switch. Fucking Witcher is on the Switch. Switch three. The Witcher, the Witcher is on the Switch, and Doom Eternal is on the Switch. Yes, Kingdom Hearts three could be on the Switch. Yes. Well, not no. if you want full fidelity on those buckles. And Dude, the if you want full voice. fidelity, you ain't playing on the Switch. Hey, <laughs> Nomura will not compromise in his vision of buckles and zippers on everything. Oh, oh, but but he will. He's. Oh God, he's like he's like a more talented Rob Liefeld. All right, what else is going on, Drew? Besides, only he can draw feet. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, I am playing Control for Phoenix Down. Yeah, that game's real good. That game is really good, and I'll tell you this: playing in sixty frames per second <sighs> changes that game. Yeah, we didn't have that when we when we played it the first time. Yeah, yeah, because I I tried the the you know the graphical mode. It looks really nice, but I had the graphical mode on whenever I was doing that stupid training course thing at the close to the beginning of the game. Yeah, and I kept failing because I can't shoot fast enough. I switched it to sixty frames per second. Beat it the first try. Yep, all about that response time, baby. It definitely is, and in that game, sometimes response time makes or breaks a situation. Yeah, wait till you get to some of the bosses in that game. Whew. I don't know how I I've got through one, 130. I've done one boss so far. Uh, I'm just now going into the research area. Um, that game is a friggin' fever dream. It is, and it, it just keeps getting worse as you go along. See, I I get. Hey, we're in this 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 building that is a secret, you know, government agency that you know hides supernatural stuff. Got that? Sure. But the way this game is being displayed, 
where I'm hearing Jesse's thoughts. She's talking to this random person that we don't know who obviously is helping her. It's almost like I jumped into a television show five episodes in and I'm like, am I missing something? <laughs> and I'm just like, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure they'll explain it or at least I hope they will. Let's make sure you read the stuffs. I've been trying to read as much as I can. Um, There's some I, really uh, good explanations of like, uh, have you run into any of the weird items yet? The objects of power. The objects of power. Yes. Oh yeah, I've, I've gotten uh, I've gotten the dash move. I've gotten the throw move. And right, and you I've, have to like touch the objects of power that are just like mundane objects. Yes. Yes. Okay. If you read uh, the the papers, sometimes you find out about them getting those items. Okay. Like the agents going out and grabbing them and stuff, yeah. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's a part in the game where you go to where they store them, which I, I, I like that part, especially the, the refrigerator scene. The It feels a lot like SCP, so... It's... It's it is, but without the weird monster shit. Yeah, like everything. That, that's August power. Yeah, it, all the weird, the more weird side of the SCP. Yeah, uh, fiction. Yeah, control so fucking good. I love that game. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good so far. I've I've been enjoying it. Unfortunately, we were not able to record uh, this week. Um, but uh, we will be back next week with uh, the first part of Control. We didn't make it very far for the first episode anyway, so uh, we've made it pretty far now, um, and uh, we're going to go from there. But I think that's pretty much it. All right. I'll move over to Anthony. What's up? So I've played two games that I know you'll talk about, so I'll just hold off on those. Um still playing Young Souls for review. And um last week I think I was a little down on it. But um yeah, it's uh it's a really fun beat 'em up brawler that has a little bit of um that Diablo loot. It's not as common, unfortunately, like having enemies drop loot to change out equipment isn't common and I think a little bit more would go a long way. Um, but I'm still fairly early on. Um, I was kind of down on the fact that I had to, like, the RPG brawler portion was separate from the town, but I actually like the fact that I can now just stay in the beat-em-up section all at the same time. Um, I had a weird glitch. It's it, so, so I left it on, um, I turned it, it like I turned my Xbox off on like the um rest mode or whatever the fuck it's called on Xbox. Power uh, saving I, mode or Yeah, I can and whatever. just resume my game. Um and it says I've the the game's been played for 167 hours. Cuz you left the app running, son. Yeah, well, yeah. And like when I tried to resume it, it uh couldn't load the text and obviously there's no spoken dialogue so it was very odd and that was a very weird glitch 
I fucking um, hate all these systems quick resume. There's always some kind of fucking glitch. Yeah. Something. So that is a thing that I would avoid with this game. But uh, otherwise, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, the other two games, uh, I know you played, so I will talk about them when we get to those. Okay. I, I don't know which ones you're... I think I know one you're referring to, but we'll get there. As you well. definitely know one, okay. but the other one, you, you don't, so... Okay. Well, then I'll switch over to the Wombat, whose lengthy review we had to edit this week. Holy shit, that was a long review. Yeah. Sometimes I get a little carried away. <laughs> Boss, um, man. Huh? I was just saying, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I, so I put up my... Uh, or finished my 2K22 reviews. Not much more to say than what I talked about last week. Um, if you didn't hear last week, go read the review. No free clout. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. The um, uh, If you didn't read the review, it's better, much better than last year. Still not great. Um, still has a lot of issues that they somehow still haven't worked out, even though that engine... I know Uke's left, but the core engine is is pretty old at this point. So... I don't know that it would be the worst thing if they moved that to EA and had to do a brand new engine. Um, other than that, I, I've played um, Horizon Forbidden West. I'm probably 15 hours in, 16 hours in maybe. Uh, but I do a lot of side stuff, so I'm not that super far in the story. Um, Have you actually made it to where you... There's like a cross point to go into the west. Have you made it there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been okay. there for a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm level, I think, 17 or 18 or something like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's an excellent game. Um, I'm, I'm loving it. It's exactly what I wanted, which is more of the first game. Um, the story is great. The characterizations are great. Voice acting's great. Um, I like basically all of the new machines, even though... Hate the fucking kangaroos. Um, the uh, uh, but like the the claw strider and um, the giant snake. Um, those are really cool. And the the hippopotamus ones, uh, wide maw, I think they're called, are uh, are a lot of fun to fight. So, um, it retains from the first game that like feeling of dread when you're trying to sneak past a lot of big machines. Um, which is awesome. Uh, it, it actually gives some weight to the stealth. Um, cause if you can't sneak past, you know, these monsters that are lumbering past you, you're going to end up having to fight all of them. Uh, and that's always, uh, you know, 50, 50 proposition, whether you'll make it through. So, um, I love the, um, you know, everything's here. The um, So, Anthony, I know you had asked before about the weight of, like, the future stuff to the current stuff. Uh, I'll say the um, the main quest is heavily weighted towards the future stuff, and the side quests are more heavily weighted to the current day stuff. Perfect. Because that was um, my biggest issue with the first game was that um, the main story... I don't know, splits and then comes back together. But it yeah, clearly was weighted more towards... It's so confusing talking about this game, but the the current goings-on. Yeah, the yeah. primitive stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, it's great that we're focusing on the primitive because that's the, the big problem currently. 
but you've just given me way more interesting lore with the past. Yeah, I'd say I'd say even in the even in most of the side quests that involve the different tribes and stuff, you still get some ancient lore um, in them. At least the ones I've done so far. So, and they actually expand on some of it um, a little bit as it relates to the the tribes and and stuff, which is kind of cool. So, uh, I'm loving it so far. Um, hard for me to say yet whether I like it more than the first one because I'm I'm not deep enough in it yet, but um, definitely really really enjoying my time with it. So, and that's it. I've got um, Kirby on the 25th. That'll be the next big thing I play. But um, yeah, Kirby's out. The, the first big game I'm buying this year. Yeah, so that that'll be the next big thing I play, and then um, after after Kirby. So Kirby's a little different because Kirby I won't play by myself. I'll play that with my son. So probably after I finish Horizon, um, I'll probably go ahead and play Cyberpunk now that the uh, the uh, next gen version's out. That'll oh, it's probably so be good. The next game on my list. It's so yeah. Good. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. I was looking forward to it two years ago. Yeah, me so. too. And I finally got to play it this year, and and I'm like, God damn! If if this game had come out this year, it would definitely be in my my top ten. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into that after I finish this. So that'll be next on the list. Um, because there's not really much else coming out for a while for me. So, um, I would like to play Elden Ring, but I already know what's going to happen if I start playing Elden Ring. <laughs> so, um, we'll wait on that for a while. Yeah, Elden Ring, the the game that sucked the oxygen out of the room in video games now for what yes. we're on like week four now, and we're people, something like that. Yeah, people still talking about this thing yeah. every day. That's why I'm amazed to hear you say, Drew, that you haven't really seen much um, of Elden Ring because I swear to God, I can't do anything without seeing people playing Elden Ring. So. Dude, my wife doesn't even follow video games, and she's tired of hearing about Elden Ring because it's always trending on, like, the Google News and stuff. Yep. I've just never seen footage of it. Oh, man. You might buy it if you saw footage. It's fucking... such a cool world. It makes me want to play Breath of the Wild again. Yeah, it totally makes me want to play Breath of the Wild again, for sure. Well, it's just because I enjoyed that, and I I don't enjoy Souls games. So it's one of those, like, well, it's clearly taken a lot from that, so I'm going to probably play that again. Yeah. (laughs) Not the thing I'm pretty sure I won't enjoy. Man, I have toyed so many times with doing another Breath of the Wild run. And I'm like, man. I did my I did my Wii U playthrough. Now I need to do my Switch playthrough. Come on. Yeah, the one that runs okay, except for the the forest. Holy shit, that forest. The runs forest like... doesn't run good on anything. No, and it runs is not good anywhere. Oof. Um, oh, the the crazy thing with it. So I I played that game before the DLC came out. I've bought the DLC pass on both the Switch and the Wii U. I got bad news about one of the DLCs. It's basically a Souls game. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I at least enjoyed the combat in Zelda. That's that's part of the issue. I don't enjoy Souls combat. That's interesting. It's to never me. clicked. Well, I, I can see. I, I can totally see that. Um, well, like, not to get into this, but like, 
I like the fact that it's like, hey, your weapon's about to break, so I throw my weapon to do extra damage, and I switch weapons quickly, and now I'm on to the next guy, because I've just knocked down the last guy I had with the fucking weapon if I didn't kill him with it. Um, I like the fact that it was like, uh, you know, I can resource my way through mostly anything. Um, that is not the case. Like, I only have so many ways to heal myself in a Souls game. Oh, I just keep it... making food. I just power through everything. Yeah, I, one of the things so... I like that they added to Elden Ring is like when when you get into a mob, uh, specific mobs will refill your flasks if you beat them, which I, I think that's a cool mechanic that, that kind of helps from having to rest to refill your flasks. So. Oh, Elden Ring is, there's a lot of cool shit in that game, but you're right, it is still a Souls combat oriented game, so if you don't like that, you're probably not, that's not never been my problem with the Souls games, like the combat wasn't the problem, it was the, it was the banging my head against one thing that didn't click with me with Souls games, like, you know, I don't get a lot of time to play, and in Elden Ring I feel like I can jump into that world and explore uh, pretty much anywhere I want to go and not have to bang my head against one boss. Like, after I beat the first story boss in Elden Ring, it goes into this, like, classic Dark Souls-style castle where you can't summon and you can't, you know, do a bunch of stuff in real closed corridors. I got about halfway through it and got frustrated. Well, I just fast-traveled to another point of grace and just went and did some other shit. Like, that's that's what I've enjoyed about Elden Ring. It's not being shoehorned to have to do one thing and just bang your head against it. So anyway, all right. Um, so I'll go through these games. Uh, I'll do the indie stuff first, just to kind of get it out of the way. I played uh, Inukari: Chase of Deception, which is a 2D side-scrolling action game. It's okay. It's got an interesting art style. It's kind of got this very comic, like art style to it. Uh, my biggest issue with this game was the jumping doesn't feel great. Um, so, like, you can jump and um, kind of grip onto walls, but it seemed to only work, like, when it wanted to. It didn't feel didn't feel great. Um, so that was my biggest issue with that game. Uh, <laughs> I know you're waiting on the same thing. I played Wife Quest. Oh, God. Well, they said it could. Hold on. Was it a good Metroidvania? I mean, it plays fine. It's it's okay, but dude, there's man, there's something wrong with people. So I don't know if you've seen <laughs> I don't know if you've seen footage of this game. So it is essentially like you play as the girl who was you know she's the wife to the guy that gets kidnapped by these all all these other female characters. So like they steal her husband. And she has to go back and oh, get. See, I didn't know that. That's I, that's I the it was a quest to get a wife. No, 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 no. You're playing as the wife to go get your husband back from all these women. Um, dude, when you kill an enemy in this game, so it's just a normal left to right side scroller. You attack them with a sword. Blah blah blah. Okay, whatever. When you beat them, they fall on the ground, and you have to hold down on the D pad, and then she fucking chokes them to death. Damn. Like, it goes into this animation where, like, and that's the only way you can finish them, and you have to do it to every single enemy, and eventually you can skip it. Like, have you seen it a few times? But it's every enemy, and that's how you get, like, the items from them. This is weird. People are weird, man. Um, 
the dialogue is I like I, I almost tweeted a picture of the dialogue. I forget what she said, but it was just some real like cringy shit. I'm like, oh my god, what is this game? Uh, I played the Wonder Frankenstein's Creature, which is just a walking simulator where you're playing um, Frankenstein's Creature, and and like the entire screen is just white, and as you move, the the map uncovers, and then you get some story. Real weird game. Uh, and then I played a little bit of Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus. <laughs> we joked about the title of that game last week. Uh, but that is a full motion video um, mystery game where you listen to conversations, you do the research, and then you have to figure out who the killer is. So, And then um, I guess we can go ahead and talk about it. Technically it is an indie game. Uh, but is Tunic one of the games you wanted to no, talk about? No, yes, but but you're skipping over the greatest game of last year. What what I miss? Uh, Popeye. Oh God, yeah, we did talk about Popeye. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> fucking Jesus. So uh... this was a joke between us because I I I messaged you and Drew and I was like, dude, it's two dollars. I think I'm gonna buy it. And you called me a moron, and then you said you were gonna buy it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Hey, listen, I'm fully aware of my poor decision making. Um, dude, that game. We, neither of us. Neither of us spent money on this, right? No, no, no. I used coins. I had coins yeah, from okay. Pokemon. So yeah, me, me too. So, oh god. Oh, dude, uh, this game. <laughs> Is it yeah. really like like I played through five levels? Is it really just that? Like you yes. just you just walk around yeah, and collect the hearts stopped, through the letters. I stopped at the fourth level. I was like, I'm 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 done with this because I knew it was like a pseudo remake of the Nintendo game, the old arcade Nintendo game. Yeah, which was essentially Mario Brothers, except you were Popeye. Uh, kind of. You collect like hearts. Don- yeah, yeah, something between that and Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. it was like in between. Um. Oh, okay. So like. I knew it, like, you said it ran poorly. I started up, I'm like, it's not, it's not like, wow, this game's amazing, it it looks bad, it's not like, but I'm like, it's running fine. First level, it goes by, I'm like, waiting for hearts to fall so I can finish the first level. That was painful. Yeah. Uh, I laughed the first time I punched. Is it Bluto or Brutus in this? I don't know. It's Bluto, and you're right. The punching the enemy is, is like, one it, of the greatest. Like, when you eat the spinach and then you punch them. It, it just makes, like, a quick sound, and they fly off into the stratosphere. Yeah, you, like, shoot them, like, uh, cartoon right. style into the fucking space, man. It's great. And and so, I fucking... All right, so I'm waiting for hearts to fall. Finish the first level, and it just ends. Yeah. So, like you, uh, you then, don't even have to collect all the hearts. You just have to collect a certain number of them. And then it's, and then you have to collect letters that spell like "I love you, Popeye." <laughs> oh my god! Just th- throw them quicker, bitch! Like <laughs> avoid the. Yeah, this isn't very difficult. And then the third level happens, and then the game starts to chug. <laughs> Oh yeah, was the third was level like, the pirate ship or was that the second level? The second level's on the pirate ship. The okay, because you can like punch the, the bird, dude. You can punch yes, the bird. I punch the bird. <laughs> um, I oh, so the third level is like the back to the the city, but it's like a more dense city, not yeah, yeah, like yeah. the village or whatever. <clears throat> and the game just tanked. 
performance-wise. And I'm like, alright. <clears throat> I finished that level with, like, again, no difficulty. And then I started up uh, 4, and then it was like olive oil throwing out the hearts again, and I went, I can't do this. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> literally <laughs> all that game is through the five levels I played. Hearts, letters, and, hearts, letters. And I just want to point out that, like, this is made by the people that did the calculator. Yeah. At, uh, it is terrible. And at one point, King... Uh, was it King Features? I can't remember what their actual name is, but the, the people that own the rights to Popeye said... Basically, no, Nintendo, Popeye is too important for you to make a game. <laughs> and that's how we got Donkey Kong. And, like, fucking wow. <laughs> Look where we are at now. They hired people that made a goddamn calculator app that everybody bought as a meme to make their game, and it's shit. Dude, didn't they, didn't Limited Run do a physical version of the calculator bullshit? I don't, I don't think so. I just, I can't get over, I I have a real they, they, problem with, with people who like hang on to shit because it's, because it's, I don't know, meme worthy. Random memes. Yeah. Yeah, like the fact that somebody's trying to bring back plumbers don't wear ties, like that still bothers well, me. Well, I'm still, I, I still am glad that everybody else in that company has kind of disavowed it except for Josh. Oh. I just don't they're understand. Like, why? On to and bullshit. he's like, hey, don't you get it? And they're like, No. No, I he don't even get admitted it. it. He admitted it on the line where it's like everybody told me I was crazy for doing this. Yeah. Yeah, because it's Cause a piece you of fucking shit. are. Yeah. It's not good. It's not titillating. It's nothing. It's a lot of nothing. Ugh. That game. Yeah, no, Popeye's bad. Um we we spent the coins on it so you don't have to. Don't don't Yeah, don't don't buy it. It's that not thing. you're not gonna get any joy out of it. No. You're, like <laughs> I realize, I realize, like, guys, you're saying this in the year 2022 where everybody... The problem is, is, like, I think there is a lot of hyperbole about it being the worst game of last year. I would still say it's not the worst game of last year. No, it's, it's not, not broken good... or anything. It's just not a good game. Game. Um, you know, uh, it sets out to do what it does, and it does it. Four out of ten. <laughs> you yeah. know? That's uh, I think... I think I'd still say that, like, a more frustrating and annoying experience from last year would have been, like, 12 minutes. <laughs> where where it's like you have all this money and there, all this skill and you made this. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could say the same thing. It sets out to do what it wants, to, or, it, like, it does what it sets out to do, but it's not, it's not, the story's not written well, and that's what they're kind of hinging everything on. The gameplay is infuriating. Like, at least the Popeye stuff, it wasn't infuriating. It was just boring. Um, you know. It, fuck. Yeah, man, Popeye's bad. It's not the worst game of last year. Anyone that says that, like, play some more games. There's, there's definitely worse. Oh, absolutely. So Tunic is the other game, correct? Um, Tunic's a way better game. Okay, Tunic. well, <clears throat> let's hold Tunic for a minute because i got a couple other things I'll run through real right. quick. Then we'll talk about Tunic. Uh, I checked out Shredders. Uh, fine. Snowboarding game. It's on Game Pass. Check it out. I I kind of got bored after like 10 or so missions. But it plays good. I, I bought the, <clears throat> the Grand Theft Auto remaster because I could get it for $10. Um... And boy, it, it truly is a game changer to be able to play GTA 5 at 60 frames a second. 
Like, you forget what it was like to play a game like that in 30 FPS, and it just it feels so much better. It was worth it was worth the 10 bucks. I'll probably end up playing a little bit of it over time. I don't play online, so I don't give two shits about that part of it. But I'll play some of the story again. Um, Phantom Breaker Omnia is the first uh, fighting game from Rocket Panda Games. Uh, and it's it's fairly like if you've seen those other uh, like Melty Blood and uh, kind of those style fighters, it's fairly similar to that as far as the aesthetic goes. It's it's you know very slender characters, lots of meters and cancels and stuff. But what I like about this game is that it has like three different modes that you can play in. You can play in like a like a quick uh, pace mode. You can play in more of a what they call a, an Omnia mode, which is a little more powerful. And then you've got like a third mode. That, that deals more damage, and, and I like being, like, each character has that. Um, I like that the game is, is it's essentially a three-button with a special button, where as you push a different direction on the D-pad, you do a different special move when you press that button, uh, so that, you know, it's it's accessible, but at the same time, it's, it's more like um, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fighting game, where it's it's like the rock, paper, scissors of knowing when to use the move as opposed to when not. Um, I like the characters. I think they're interesting. There's a ton of backgrounds. It also does, Drew, I know this is a deep cut, but uh, Battle High A plus 2, where in between rounds it would switch like the background to a different part of the level, which I've always appreciated right. that. Um, so, no, I, I'm really enjoying Phantom Breaker. I think it's good. I think it's going to have a limited audience, especially with, you know, like so many other fighting games out there, but I think it's really good. Uh, and then I played some Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. That game is so stupid, and I love it, and I'm going to play some more of it. But I, I'm only, I think I'm only like three missions in. Uh, I, I don't, so like I was telling you before the show, Anthony, like there's so much loot in this game that like literally you're changing your loadout at every like checkpoint. Uh, but you can also break down your loot and I, and I don't know what it's for yet, except for maybe upgrading your gear, but why would you upgrade your gear when you're constantly changing it? Like, that feels like a weird economy choice for that game. Um, the cutscenes are so goddamn stupid. And I love every I'm minute so of angsty. it. Angsty, Ooh. angst, angst. But it's all about chaos, man. Chaos, chaos, chaos. chaos. Yeah. Oof. The only way it would be better is if, like, they just turned on some Limp biscuit. Oh, absolutely. I would love if Ugh. there were some Limp You know there are missions in this game that are literally just cutscenes, and they're so bad, and I love every minute of it. This, this game is so fucking dumb, and I love it, and I don't know why I love it you know, so much. If the if the characters drove around, I would want Dragula playing. Oh, absolutely. Ugh. Absolutely. Just give me the... Just lay on the cheese, boys. Come on. I will say that the boss fights have been spectacular. I love the boss designs in this game. Um, I I love this game. I secretly love this game. I'm not going to tell you it's a, it's an A plus, you know, ten out of ten great video game. It's it's got a lot of rough edges and issues, but I'll tell you what, I'm having a ball playing through this game. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, and the last thing I'll talk about before we talk about Tunic is I played uh, all of the new Mario Kart DLC. Uh, the first eight tracks dropped this week, and my son and I have been playing Mario Kart recently, so 
we played uh, all eight of the new tracks, and gotta say that's um, those eight tracks are better than Kobo GP. <laughs> oh, that's hard one to fucking live up to. And and this is just part one of you know many many more. So I'm excited for them to continue adding it. It's it's interesting the way they did it. So like if you've played Mario Kart Eight, you have that standard Grand Prix mode where you see all of the the different cups. Well, now you just tap the R button and you go to a whole new set of cups. So essentially you're getting the same amount of tracks that are already in the game in a whole other GP. And it's kind of crazy. God, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still the fucking goat. I swear that game is so good. Alright, you want to talk about Tunic? Oh, I fucking want to talk about Tunic. How far are you? How do you even judge that? Well, there's three <laughs> keys. Um, the red, I blue, and the got... green key. You say that like I know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Um, um, we should probably... I have, rang, I have rang a bell. Oh, so you've only rang one bell? Dude, I can't make... I don't know where the other bell is. It's in the west. No shit, Sherlock. It's the Forbidden West. west. Well, it's not in the Forbidden West, no. So... Uh, you you talk. I I will jump okay, in okay. with my thoughts afterwards. So Tunic is this is a funny thing because when we first played the demo, I remember not being all that hot on it. Um, and and it's simply because it I didn't I really didn't understand. It. It's one of those things where if you only give it like five or ten minutes, you're going to be like, ah, okay. So I see what they're going for, but I'm not really digging it. So the more that I got into this game, since they stealth dropped it on Game Pass, um. You can think of it as kind of like a Link's Awakening or um, a Link to the Past, but it has like Souls-style combat. And when I say Souls-style, I don't mean like the, the mechanics. I more mean like there are, you know, dodge rolls, there's a stamina meter, there's like the enemies are... One enemy can wreck you if you're not careful uh, when you first start out. And the second part of this game is that it it's kind of Fez-like to where it doesn't tell you anything, but it slowly over time starts to, to deliver the context. So there's a language that's on every sign, and when you walk up to a sign, like it'll just be in gibberish. It'll just be symbols. And until you figure out what that is by collecting what I think is the best part of this game, you collect... <laughs> yes, it is. You collect pages from an NES-style manual. It's all, it's It's of... Of everything in Tunic, but drawn in... And it looks like an old scan, too. Fuck, it's so well done. Dude, you can move the the manual while you're looking at it with the right stick, and in the background is Tunic playing on a CRT TV. No way! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, oh, I finally found the map page. Yeah. There's a little Tunic icon. Do I now have a map? And sure enough, I have a map that tells me where I am. Yep. But the thing is, is like until, so this goes across everything in the game. So like the items that you pick up, so you'll pick up these little, like a carrot and a leaf and like a little doll of the tunic. And, and it's like, well, what does this do? I don't know. Use it. I, yeah, I, my favorite was I got a thing that looked like tunic's head. Yes. And I was like, what is this? And then he, I like use it and then I'm like, holy shit. And he smashes it against the ground. It's a piggy bank. Yeah. You just you just get the coins, um, it, like so. Uh, 
it goes back to like when you get to the the save points, and it's very Souls like where when you when you save, like it respawns all the enemies in the world. Um, but did you know that when you walk up to those save points, you that's where you upgrade? What? <laughs> so like you'll pick up items. So your inventory is accessed by hitting the left bumper, and it'll bring yes. up all of your items. Down in the bottom right, there are a line of items there that are like numbered. And when you get one, uh, <laughs> it doesn't tell you what it is. So, like, uh, attack power... I may not pick, have one. You, you may not, but you you will pick them up throughout the game. But if there's one down there, when you go to one of the bonfires, is what I'll call them, uh, the praying places, and instead of hitting the A button, pull up your inventory and select one to offer it up to the, the thing, and then you uh. have to pay some coins, and then you can upgrade, like, your attack and your defense and your... Oh, uh, fuck right off. <laughs> Uh, it, I was halfway I through the killed, game before I figured that out. I keep getting killed by the tuning fork fuckers. Oh, the the turrets. The turrets can fuck straight into hell. You need to get the yeah. shield to block those. Well, I don't have a fucking shield now, do I, Ken? We well, gotta go get it. Oh uh, yeah, where is that exactly? So that's <laughs> the thing with this game is like it doesn't tell you shit. Not a damn thing. And I kind of appreciate that it's like, hey, so like you. So, but you you kind of glossed over it, but so there's this gibberish language, and at first I went to read the sign, and it told me nothing. Yep. And later on, I went back to the same sign, and I could read it. Yep, because you you found that in the world, or you picked up that page in the manual. So, I really like that concept. I like the enemy designs. Like I like the world design. Um, I think that's the part that seems a little bit fez like. Yeah, um, and, on the and surface level, that's... and then it, of course it, it's obfuscated uh, stuff. There's a lot of that, um, that that causes issues in that game, to where like where you're supposed to go is like you said, obfuscated by the camera angle. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that that's um, my biggest gripe about this game is there were times where I'm like, okay, I know where I need to go because I have the manual page, but like, how the hell do I get there? And it, well, it does that. It does stuff so it can turn the camera on you or hide things like secret passageways, which mm-hmm. I've found a couple of. Um, you know, you, 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 oh, that doesn't look like I can go anywhere except that, like, there is a small door behind this rock that you can't see because of the angle of the camera, and you can go in, and now you've found treasure. Um, Let me ask you this dynam- question. Dynamite's um, broken as shit in this game because, like, if I could just have an infinite amount of dynamite, I'd kill everything. Um, let me. Well, you haven't got your magic yet. No. Um, let me ask you this question: Did you know that you can pray? You, you keep asking me questions. You know the answers. No. Okay. Hold down the <laughs> A button I... and for three seconds, and uh, Tunic will start to pray. That is used for certain things, including, I don't know if you know this yet, but that game has fast travel. Yes, I figured that out by the yellow blocks. Yes, prey um, on a yellow so, block. So I'll tell you that this game scared the shit out of me at one point. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's a shop where you can buy things. Oh, that big thing that comes up out of the well? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not ready for this, and then it's like clearly a shop, and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, never mind. I am ready for this. I have money to spend. I take it you haven't stumbled into the quarry yet. Oh, I stumbled into the quarry. 
the I blocks that the kill you, like the blocks that like def- deflate your energy bar. Oh, is that what they did? Okay. And then and I got murdered by a guy that shot me and like killed me in one shot. So there's blocks out there that they're working on um, that if you get close to them, it doesn't just take your health away; it destroys your health bar. So it makes it smaller. And the only way to get through that area is you need the mask, which is a card. So there are these cards that you can find that you can equip in your inventory. Mm. It's the little, like, I, square I box. I have one, yeah. but I don't remember what it is. There's a mask one in the quarry that you can put on that will allow you to get near those blocks without taking any damage. God damn it. Yeah. It, it's very old school Zelda, too. Yes. Like, I'm waiting for the moment where I have to go through the same screen a bunch of times and figure out the pathway through <laughs> i haven't done that yet but um i'm at so here's the funny thing is in in the game knows what it's doing so i collected all three of the keys uh and i don't know if you've been to where the keys are put in yet like the big gold the big doors. doors yeah yeah I've, I've seen the doors so i've gone in there i've put all three keys in and the achievement pops up and the achievement literally said what now with a question mark uh, some of the achievements I've gotten have been like very odd, and I'm like, man, I don't... <laughs> I did, did I do that? I don't know. <laughs> you get one like, for cutting, cutting down a thousand blades of grass. I did that. I got that one, but yeah. then it was like, you successfully pulled off like a special move, and I went, did I? <laughs> oh yeah, it has like, to do with the roll and the. You the... have to roll, and then yeah, there's like a perfect split t- second where he'll stab and dash forward at the end of the roll. Yeah. Um. Can I reproduce that constantly? No, no, no. I've I like how in the instruction manual it tells you like your invincibility frames or look for the dust. I'm like, dude, there's no way I'm paying attention to the dust coming off my character. Yeah, <laughs> that's this. Yeah. This game is so good. I love this. It game. is. It is. It is really good. I uh, I was like, I don't know. Like I've heard some Souls combat stuff. I guess it's kind of Dark Soulsy, but like. It just feels like a harder version of Zelda combat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it'd be really nice if I had a shield. Yeah, you will, um, you'll get one. You'll get one. I I think I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is probably start over and beeline to where I need to be to get the sword <laughs> and get a lot of this shit done with earlier. I'm trying to. There's still something that I can't figure out. So have you actually made? You have. Um, anywhere that it says the hero lies here. Yeah. If you pray there, it takes you to this place that I can't figure out what to do. All right. Well, then I will. Like I said, I'm going to restart when I get the sword. Um, I'll just pray at the same time um, and figure out what the fuck. See, that's the thing. Like, I like the way that because you get the manual, it slowly tells you things. It told me I did another one. The achievement popped, and I said it said like I knew uh, I deciphered what happened on page 16 yeah yeah and i went did i because i and then i'm like looking at page 16 going i don't i don't see what i did (laughs) the manual will actually tell you a lot of what you're doing and what you're supposed to do it'll it'll like give you hints on the enemies if like the artwork is the standout from that whole thing though oh absolutely like something like it so 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 my hope is that this game ends up getting a physical release of some sort. And I can fucking have that manual in real life. 
Yeah, I would love to have that manual. That manual, that is... manual is so well done. It's one I... of the best manuals. I, obviously, it's because it's part of the gameplay. Yeah. But, like, fuck, it is such a well-drawn... It feels like the old Zelda manuals. 100%. Even, like, the little animations of him in the manual. Yeah. I love that Explaining shit. Explaining how, how moves work and everything, and then it has all your items listed out and what they do. Yep. Ugh. But you can't read it yet until you actually can't use the it, item. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, that's what this does. Okay. So it's kind of like you're making notes in the manual as you go through, which I thought was a cool touch. Man, that game, there's there's something about it. And I feel like there's stuff that I haven't seen yet, even though I think I'm pretty close to the end, I think. But... I don't know, man. Like, this game is so weird. I played a lot. I th- I think I'm just shy of ten hours, um, and that's just since Friday. Too. Jesus <laughs> I just played Christ! This. I couldn't stop playing it. I was like, okay, I know I need to go. Oh, I want to figure out how this works. There's a part where you get to a level that has like four uh, manual pages in it. I felt like I was a kid in a candy store, dude. I was like, oh, here's a page. Oh, there's a page. <laughs> And immediately when you get a page, you you just go look at it. You just go. Oh, look. absolutely! Yeah. yeah, I do that too. Oh man! Wait, oh, it's time to stop what I'm doing. If you like Zelda, you need to play this game. It's so good. Oh, and it's on Game Pass. Yeah, like it's stealth dropped on Game Pass. I don't know if you saw the tweet from the guy who made like worked on the game like two weeks ago. He specifically said this is not a Game Pass game. Oh well, they probably paid him. To- <laughs> Change that opinion. Yeah, just stealth drop it directly onto Game Pass. It's like, fuck, now everybody's talking about this game. Yeah, you should play this yeah, game. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I played it because like, you'd mentioned playing it, and I went, all right, well, I'll give it a shot. It'll give us something to talk about. And like, I was like, yeah. I'm I didn't like the demo. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't like I'm the demo, it. and I wouldn't have played this had it not dropped on Game Pass. But God, I am so glad that I did. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would have bought it if it weren't on Game Pass, because I had heard things about it, right? So Yeah, like, me too. I, I was not going to play it, and then they put it on Game Pass, I'm like, alright, I'll give it another shot. And I, I agreed that I would play up until I got the sword and, and did the thing, and then I just started getting obsessed with it and the manual and all that stuff. I was like, oh my god, i got to play this game, it's so good. So yeah. Uh, play I'll, Tunic, yeah. Play Tunic, it's on Game Pass, it's fucking awesome. Uh, alright. Let's talk about what's coming out this week. It's actually a pretty, pretty decent week. Uh, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, we've got A Memoir Blue, and Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is out on Friday. Y'all remember that was coming out? Well, it is. Didn't care. Uh, The Ascent is also making its way over to PlayStation, uh, alongside Relayer. And, of course, Ghostwire Tokyo, which I'm also playing. Uh, I'm only on Chapter 3, so I'm not much further than the last time I talked about it. Uh, But we should have our review up tomorrow. Jay finished it, and he's writing the reviews. His review should be going live, hopefully about the same time this podcast does. But I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, It's a very weird game, but I think that's why I like it so much. Uh, and then PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, 
We've got uh, The Sims 4, Decor to the Max Kit, uh, A Memoir Blue, The Ascent also coming uh, to PlayStation 4. We also have uh, uh, AI Kiss 3, Cute, whatever that is. Uh, Dodgeball Academia, Record of Lodoss War, D-Lid and Wonder Labyrinth. Um, I guess that's a physical version because that game's been out for a little while. Tandem, A Tale of Shadows, and Toonch. And then Xbox One, a lot of the same stuff, but we're also getting Kraken Academy. Um, Painted Grail Conquest. Uh, For the first time on Xbox, Zero Escape the Nonary Games is making its way, and it will also be available on Game Pass when it launches. Uh, Richie's Nightmares. Airy Calm Mind 2. And Bouncy Boy in Puzzle Land. Whatever that is. Alright, time for the Nintendo Switch. We've got Jumpy Mia. Ratty VD Lab. Grand Mountain Adventure Wonderlands. Grow Song of the Evertree. Rune Factory 5. Tempest 4000. Damn, really? They're, they're already up to Tempest 4000. Yeah, I, I In this day and age, what isn't coming to the Switch, right? That's 390 or 3998 more Tempests than I was aware of. I know, right? And the, that's like the Jaguar's best game was Tempest 2000. That was what? Yeah. 30 years ago. Uh Bunny Memory Chippy the pizza delivery boy who saved the world. Wait, is is it Chippy the pizza delivery boy who saved the world, or are those two different games? Two different games. So Chippy is one okay. game, and then the pizza delivery boy who saved the world is a different game. I looked it Got up because it. it was like, I'm pretty sure Tempest 4000 already came out on PS4, and yes, it did. Okay. Tempest 3000 was an exclusive for the new one. What? Exactly. I remember the new one. What was it? There was a DVD player that could play games. Okay, I'm thinking of the M2, which was a 3DO sequel. Never mind. Uh, Thunder Kid and Thunder Kid Hunt for the Robot Emperor. Uh, Memoir Blue, Airy Calm, also coming to Switch. Andro Dunos 2. Disco Cannon Airlines. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Mini Worlds Collection, Music Us, Oddballers, Sky Gamblers, Air Supremacy 2, Super Nanaru, Valus 2 and Valus 3, as well as Valus the Phantasm Soldier, uh, Bouncy Boy in Puzzle Land, Devastator, Dodgeball Academia, Stranded Deep, Tandem A Tale of Shadows, Taco Bon, and finally, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. That's the only one. I was I was burying the lead. That's the only game that matters on Switch this week. That's the game that matters. Yeah. So, there you go. Can't All wait right. for that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to play that on Friday. Let's do some news. It was a light week for news, um, but we do have a couple of bangers in here. We did see yesterday Netflix announced they were making a Tekken anime called Tekken Bloodlines coming to yeah, Netflix. It looks all right. Yeah, I watched the trailer. I was like, okay, I'll watch this. Speaking of things I'll watch, um, 
Halo starts this week on Paramount Plus, and if you have an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription, you can get a perk that gives you Paramount Plus for 30 days, so you can watch the Halo series on Paramount Plus. So, yeah, I, the Halo series so far seems to be um, seems to be the anti Witcher. <laughs> uh, in that the when the Witcher was coming out, everybody associated with it. Seem to be making a point to say how familiar uh, and uh, appreciative they were of the source material. And this series is just like, yeah, we didn't play the game. We are taking this in a different direction. Like, all right, well, we'll see how it goes. I'll watch it. Fuck it, you know. I'll watch it. Um, I'll watch it. I just feel like. The, the the video game properties that have been relatively successful when they transitioned to other media were the ones where there was actually an appreciation of the source material. Generally. That that's that's the case sometimes. Sometimes And not, not the stuff where it's like, oh, we just completely abandoned every ounce of the source <laughs> material. Like I think Mortal Kombat's really the only one that's kinda gotten away from that, and even then they include some stuff at least from the source material. What's weird, because the most successful one is Resident Evil, right? And that really strayed away from the storyline. Yeah, probably financially, probably. It's probably the most. Which is funny, because that new movie, the Escape from Raccoon City or whatever, dude, that follows the games like to a T, and people hated that. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it, but people really hated that one. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I liked it. I, I I thought it was fun. It literally is just like picking up beats from one and two, with a little bit of um, some later stuff picked in. But like that movie didn't do well, and then you know <laughs> the 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 Paul Thomas Anderson ones did really well, and those had literally hardly anything to do with Resident Evil. So. Yeah, the second the second. Game or second movie at least tried. Dude, that second movie has the line where he runs over somebody's like Grand Theft Auto, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Omar Epps, wasn't it? No, no, Omar Epps. Who was it? Oh, I can't remember that guy's name. He's in a lot of shit. Um, it's Epps. I think it's Epps. Yeah, maybe it's Mike Epps. Is it Mike Epps? Mike Epps. Okay, it's Mike yeah. Epps. Yeah, that second movie, like, uh, those movies are so weird, because, like, the first one is has, like, its own theme, the second one has its own theme, and then the third one, they're in a goddamn desert, some shit, like, Mad Max shit, I don't know. Yeah, the, the world already ended after the third movie. God, it's so weird, man, those movies are weird. I enjoy them, I do, but they don't really have anything to do with good. Resident Evil. I don't think they're good movies at all. I mean, they're not good movies, I just enjoy watching them. I feel like they're on the same page as, um... Oh god, the guy that does um, Roland Emmerich movies—they're none of them are good. <laughs> you, you shouldn't save any of them from a fire. I'm not judging you if you like them or watch them, but if you're like, no, no, my Roland Emmerich films or my Resident Evil films, I mean, you'd be like, they're just quality cinema. You have no idea. Oh, they're sh- <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, ugh. Uh. I don't know. Uh, the Halo thing happens this week. The reviews have been back and forth. Like Brian said, it's not following the story, which is weird, but I don't know. 
I fucking watch it. I watch any video game shit. I watch the Tekken movie. Y'all ever seen the Tekken movie? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's I can up, terrible. I can, I can up you. It's the bad. The King of Fighters movie. Dude, that King of Fighters movie is bad. <laughs> yeah, so is Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive is better than the King of Fighters movie. Dead or Alive is just like a hilarious comedy with Kevin Nash in it. <laughs> yeah, they at least understand that this is dumb. I still can't believe Kevin Nash played bass in that movie. That's still fucking hilarious to me. <sighs> Alright. <clears throat> Y'all ever seen the Double Dragon movie? <laughs> yes. You know yep. what? I'll give them credit. They at least tried something with it. Not good, but they tried something with it. Oh. And then, of course, Drew's, you know Drew's epic his film is Street Fighter, Street Fighter the movie. Street Fighter the movie, let me tell you something. <laughs> Raul Julia fucking nailed that. He did, but it was his last role, and that's depressing, but still. He acted the living shit out of Bison. Oh, he did. I'll give him that. There's a lot of people no, in that movie, movie, too. God damn. Dude, yeah. There's tons of people in that movie that are like, you know, still kind of relevant. Some yeah. of them. Eileen Minogue. Ming Na Wen is in yeah. it as Chun Li. Yeah. They really relegate Ryu and Ken to nobodies in that film. Yeah, like those two guys are like, who? I don't uh, know. Yeah. They, they just show up now and then. Yeah. Uh. Remember when Dalsim was actually just a scientist? <laughs> yep. And and yeah, Charlie Blanca became was, Blanca. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie became Blanca because, of course, he did. Yeah. I... His, name was, his name was Carlos Blanca. <laughs> Carlos I... Blanca. Oh my god, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> wow. I uh, I posted a photo of the comic book adaptation of uh, that movie to. Uh, my Twitter, and it's one of the worst, most uncomfortable images to look at. Well, and I figured I, I out. What... Is it on your Twitter right now? Yes. I have a feeling I have that. But I'm the Jean Claude Van Damme face. That's uh, wrong. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. So Raul Julia on the cover is like clearly a painting of from a photo, and you're like, yeah, it's fine. Like it's 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 a little weird because it's air, super airbrushed, but whatever. And then it's got the terrible Blanca, but what can you do? There's I didn't I didn't show it off, but there's like a really weird like person in the bottom corner that's face isn't aligned right. But then the Jean Claude Van Damme one is like, what am I looking at? And I think I figured out why. I think the artist needed a photo of someone doing the move that he has on the cover. Jean-Claude Van Damme doesn't do that move, so he took Jean-Claude Van Damme's face from another photo and painted it on, but didn't line it up right. Okay, yeah, I don't have that one. I, I do have a Street Fighter it's, comic. Yeah, that, so this is the adaptation of the game, the movie that was the adaptation of the game to a comic. Yeah. Like, hey, they made a video game, too, remember? Yeah, you know, Street Fighter the movie, the game. Movie. Which, I don't think it's yeah, that... called the game, I think it's just called Street Fighter the movie. It's also god awful. Who? So the team that made that, they made Time Killers, if I remember correctly. I have no clue. I think that's the same company that made Time Killers, and Capcom was impressed by Time Killers, so they had to make Street Fighter the movie, the game. They uh, they did Championship Wrestling. 
uh, por- uh, ported Winter Games that they did. Uh, Capcom Bowling. I know they made a fighting um, game, which is why Capcom hired them to make that. Yeah, Time Killers. There it is. Yeah, under, stra- under the name Strata Games, they yeah. were stated Time Killers. Oof. Bloodstorm. Oh, Bloodstorm. Oof. A lot of oofs in that development history. A lot of oofs. You know, the crazy thing is, we talk about video game movies. I have never seen the Tomb Raider series. Which one? Any of them. The Angelina Jolie movies are are fucking. Amp, they're popcorn they're movies. Yeah, they're popcorn movies. That new one's not bad. Like, it's actually pretty good. I just I I don't know. I've I've never seen those. They, I've seen practically every other one though. I won't I won't defend the Tomb Raider movies, but they're on the higher end of. Yeah, they're better than most. Yeah, they're watchable. Isn't Daniel Craig in one of them. Yes, he is. Yep. The she Cradle also, of Life, I believe, is the one he's in. She also punches a shark in the face. In okay. the face. In the face. Like, she just literally just cocks back underwater and just decks a fucking great white shark. Sure. Because, you know, video games. Because yeah. video games. Yeah. I don't know. I Normally, if it's a video game movie or a TV show, I will enjoy it somewhat. Like, it's just... I don't have a high bar. <laughs> For those those particular interpretations, but yeah, they're fine. All right, um, more Xbox news. Xbox is apparently removing the ability to share directly to Twitter. Um, yeah, that's really dumb. Yeah, I I saw this. And I was like, how how do you make it worse? It's already bad. How do you make it worse? You yeah, fucking get rid of it because fuck. What it. is their reasoning? So the new way that they're doing it is they're going to let you send it to your phone, and then from your phone you can tweet it. And I'm like, that's dumb. I mean, they had that option before where you could download anything from the Xbox app onto your phone. Yeah, I think they're kind of just sending it directly to your phone now. Instead of, like, you being able to do it manually, like, you just say, hey, send it to my phone, boom, there it goes. I don't know. I think... Like, Sony and Nintendo, of all fucking things, Nintendo, have got this to work just fine. How is Microsoft still not able to do this? I don't I don't get it. Uh, Nintendo, you thought they forgot about that Genesis Online thing, but nope, they added three new games this week, and they're good fucking games. They, they added Alien Soldier. Uh, which is a treasure game. It's really good. They added Super Fantasy Zone, which is also very good. And they also added Light Crusader from Treasure. So a couple treasure games and Super Fantasy Zone now on Nintendo's Expansion Pass Genesis games on Switch. Whatever, whatever uh, the fuck it, that thing's called. I believe Light Crusader is the one where I love the... Oh no, it's sorry. It's similar to Landstalker. Landstalker is the one that has the semi-sequel. Yeah, uh, Alien Soldier is like a 2D, like, Gunstar Heroes kind of game. With a lot of options, by the way. Sorry, which game? Uh, Alien Soldier. Yeah, yeah, that, that, well, it's a boss rush, isn't it? Um, it's... It's like a crazy, you're fighting, like, single enemies through, like, like, the levels. 
Um, no, I'm correct. I had, it's been a while since I tried I played it, it this week, and it's, it's a side-scrolling action game that you get to a boss eventually, but the oh, thing okay. that kind of stands out about it is that like you can pick different characters, and then you can equip them with like three different power-ups before the level starts. Like It's really in-depth, and it's a treasure game, so you know it plays like fucking butter. It's beautiful. Um... Xbox outsold the PlayStation 5 in the UK. Do you know why? Because PlayStation supply is very dry. That's the whole part of that story. Um, Moon Studios is a very bad place to work, according to the report that came out this week. It is also the reason why Microsoft bailed um, on the developer after Ori 2 came out. Uh, reports came out this week that that uh, is a very toxic workplace. Uh, the two people that run it make a lot of very bad comments and racial and, and um, just discriminatory remarks to their employees. It's just a bad place to work. I wonder if that's why um, the guy that did AM2R left. It's weird, right? Because you play that game and you're like, this feels like it's coming from people who are very tender and then you realize that they're just all kind of pieces of shit. It's a weird thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, but it also explains why that guy blasted Microsoft uh, after Ori 2 came out. Because apparently they said they weren't going to work with him anymore. <laughs> now we know why. Did y'all watch the Hogwarts stay to play? Could not give less of a fuck. I did not watch it, no. That game looks good, but boy, it's it's hard, man. Like, you feel for the people working on it, because they're not the shitty people. Right. And the game looks yep. good. It looks kind of like a Persona meets Bully. Um, it's open world. Like it, it looks really good. Like, there's a lot to that game. But boy, you couldn't have picked a worse license to... Go ahead. Who's making it? Uh, it's Warner Brothers. No. I forget the team. I think, is it Avalanche or somebody? I don't remember. I don't know the specific team. I know Warner Brothers is publishing it, but I can't remember the exact team that's making it. Uh, hold on. Let's see Avalanche. But Avalanche, the one that was originally uh, part of Disney. Yes. Not... Avalanche, as in just the people cause. that do Just Cause. Yeah, different different Avalanche. So they made One is cars. Avalanche Software, the other one is Avalanche Studios. Yeah, they're the ones that made Disney Infinity, Cars 2, Cars 3. And then were bought by Warner Brothers and put out Cars 3. Yeah. Which is still fucking weird, but alright. So, I, I tell you, the game looks incredible. Looks in-depth, lots to it. Looks good, but... It's a hard sell, man. Speaking of hard sells... Not, not for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, speaking of hard sells, Sony's fucking up with Gran Turismo. So there's a lot to oh, unpack God. in this story. Um, so the game was down for about 30 hours uh, due to a bad patch, which which led people to realize that if you're not connected to the internet, you cannot play that game solo. Like, that game just does not work. If you're not connected to the internet. And that's whether you're playing online against other people or playing by yourself in like the career mode. Like you just can't play that game. Um, 
on top of that, you know, the, the, the microtransactions came out after the reviews went live. People were not happy about the microtransactions. So Sony took that feedback and made the grind harder. They started paying out less uh, for race winnings um, so that it takes even longer to grind the cars that you're going to get. Yeah, that almost feels like um, uh, purposeful. Like, Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you don't like to grind, huh? Well, we're going to make you grind some more. Then they'll just reverse back to their previous state and be like, see, we lessened it now. Yeah. Yeah. See, we made it better. We listened. We listened to your feedback and made it the way it was when it first launched. I don't know. Gran Turismo 7 feels, I don't know. That game should have been majestic and, and like the return to form for that series, but it just seems like Sony can't help but trip over their own feet with that game. Oh no, it's kind of disappointing. A lot of oh, you see a lot of people out there. I know it's hyperbole. It's the clickbait bullshit that fanboys do. But like, you see a lot of people out there going, "Look how good Forza Motorsport Seven is." Blah 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 blah. I'm like, I, I get it. Forza Motorsport, was, you know, is probably a better round all over game. But that doesn't that doesn't solve anything here. You know, the PlayStation guys ain't gonna play Forza, just like the Forza guys ain't gonna play Gran Turismo. Unless you're just, you know, a normal gamer and you just buy everything and you play whatever the fuck you want. But your console passion warriors are not gonna not gonna go play Forza. So True. Anyway. Uh the last story I have is an Xbox story. It's about the initiative. Um so the report came out this week that like a big chunk of people that work at the initiative or just have have left or are leaving uh, and that basically Perfect Dark is almost being made entirely by Crystal Dynamics now. Anybody say why they're leaving? So a lot. It's kind of funny because it's almost like a, a backward story. So a lot of people are leaving because Microsoft was too lenient in letting them do what they wanted to do in some what? form or fashion. So like Microsoft wasn't really putting any pressure on them to like do a specific thing with the game. So there was a lot of internal people who wanted their ideas heard, but nobody was kind of making that decision. Like Microsoft was kind of hands off with it. So there was a lot of internal back and forth of like, Oh, well, we're going to do this. Well, I don't want to do that. And people just were not happy with the way the direction of the game was going. So I mean, it's also important to note that, like, people get poached, too. Sure. Uh, like, so, the like, one guy went back to Insomniac and... Yeah, so it's like, you never know who's being offered what to leave. So. Yeah, I don't know. The initiative feels like the most troubled Microsoft studio, and it's the one that has yet to put out a fucking video game. Well, it felt like <laughs> it was scrapped together anyways. It wasn't the first time we kind of heard about it when they... We're like, we're remaking Perfect Dark. Well, no, the like, first time we heard about it is when they called it a quadruple A studio, which is so fucking dumb. Well, then there's your first fucking fault or problem, because nothing has ever... If you have to make up ideas to describe your studio, it's it's done. It's just yeah. over. Yeah. Also, it's worth noting that creating a studio is hard. Creating a brand new studio from the ground up is even harder. And doing that during a pandemic is nigh impossible. Yeah, that too. So, 
but quadruple A studio sounds like something Ken Levine would use to describe his work. Yeah, or Peter you know, Molyneux. Like, Peter Molyneux would totally call something. No, Peter Molyneux a. would would try to leave the alphabet altogether. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he would try to use Greek <clears throat> symbols. To give you a cube to solve and tell you that <laughs> the name of the studio is at the bottom of it. Oh, the cube. The cube. Everybody remembers <laughs> the cube. Inside will be a prize. I'm interested to know what this prize will be. Um, it's an uh, NFT, people... motherfucker. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, it's a video where he promises you the world and then never pays off. <laughs> it's where they trapped... And the best part... It's where they trapped Milo in a prison. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the best part is, like, people paid to do more... Or to chop off more pieces of the cube... At mm-hmm. once, right? Yeah. Where'd all that money go? I mean... Not into Goddess, that's for fucking sure. Uh, and, uh, people, <laughs> I hope people understand, like, Peter Molyneux got into games because somebody delivered computers to the wrong place. And he just didn't tell them otherwise. <laughs> like, that's a legitimate thing that happened. Uh, he had a name, they confused him for the other thing, and they're like... Uh, we were here to drop off the computers, and he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> Careers built on lies, people. Hey, but he did make Fable in black and white, so we got blessed. Which also didn't pay off on all of his lies. <laughs> Nothing he's ever made pays off on his lies. Uh. <laughs> Fuck like the, uh, the, the memento, don't believe his lies thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't believe him. You, you, you fucking up. You believe in him. Alright. Uh, that's all the news I got. Unless you got anything else, I'll move over to the emails and tweeters. Uh, your car has sent us an email. I promise it'd be okay. He says, Hey yo, it's your car. Sadly, one of my heroes growing up has passed away. My man Scott Hall. I'll never forget his, seeing him walk under a ladder... Knowing this is bad luck, and I was like, holy fuck, this guy has no fucks to give. I was a kid, and he was my hero. It's crazy my hero went on to start the NWO, and so on. I never missed an episode of Nitro. I watched it till the end. Those were good times. Young and all the time in the world. It was wrestling, riding bikes, playing video games. Anyhow, with Scott Hall's passing, there's been a lot of nice things being said about him, which is really nice. Makes me think that we should be doing this more while we are still here. I know for a fact I don't do it all that often. So, ZTGD crew, past and present, I love you. Haven't missed an episode since around mid-2009. You guys do the real talk in video games, and it's just bros who love games. That's what makes this podcast special, and all the individuals, you are all great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, the, the Scott Hall thing is a real shame. Um, yep. It's a real shame. We've seen too many of the guys from that era... Um, go way too soon for sure. Yeah, to to be fair, I mean Scott in particular, it's it's almost surprising he made it this long. Oh yeah, um, I watched that Jake the Snake documentary and like the sh- like that dude was way bad off. Yeah, he was in real bad shape in terms of alcoholism. Even in the nineties, when I mean during his uh NWA NWO days, um, he was in really really bad shape. Mm-hmm. Um, so. He had mostly gotten his life back together, and then it sounds like the pandemic really put him off the skids. Um, 
and he had, it sounds like, based on the report I read the other day, fallen off the wagon again right before the end. So it's just a shame. Um, you know, this, this pandemic has had so many more consequences than just the folks that have passed away, unfortunately, from the pandemic itself. So. Yeah, it's it's taking a toll on everybody, both mentally and physically, across the board. It's rough, for sure. Um, he does continue saying, "I have some good news. All my wife and I have had our second child. Uh, it's a boy." Congratulations, man! I forgot how the start is. Our sleep is next to nothing, but it's all good. Five-year-old daughter loves him. Our video game time has reduced a lot. Daughter and I try to sneak in Minecraft, Spider-Man, Sackboy, and so on when we can. Life is good. Enjoy every moment. Enjoy every day. Enjoy your family. Your car. See, I told you it was a fine email. That's a good one. Yep. I, was expecting, yeah. I was expecting, like, enjoy life, enjoy boobs. <laughs> there, there was no boob in that I can't believe it. Email. I was like, oh, no, he's got a new kid. There's going to be some comment about breastfeeding. I was like, I don't need this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, all right. I braced. I braced for nothing. You're good. He's, he's just sending love, which is good. That's we we all need more love in this world. All right, I got a couple tweets. Uh, Gamer Chat Radio wants to know: Do you speak Tunic? <laughs> I do not. Hey, I, just, do, I, I don't even listen. I barely speak English. You can't expect me to learn another a fictional language. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't speak it, uh, but I did enjoy English it. Motherfucker, do you speak it? English? Motherfucker, do you speak it? Still one of the uh, greatest lines in cinematic history. Uh, Shogun says, uh, "Dark Souls plus Zelda equals Tunic." I like it, but jeez, <laughs> yeah, it's a hard game. Ain't right? no doubt about that. The nice thing is, and and I I almost poked fun at this on Twitter, but I didn't. So Tunic has like. A no fail mode and an and a stamina infinite stamina mode, and that game still seems to be fine even though those options are available. I didn't even know those exist. I I knew one of those existed. I didn't realize. I don't know. I, I haven't found the game like horribly difficult. Other you haven't than, fought a like, boss yet. You haven't fought a boss. Um, yet. shut up <laughs> for a moment. They Let me finish my point. No. Um, <laughs> when even when you no. die, it, it only took like what twenty gold coins. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not. There's not a big penalty for death. That's not the issue. Yeah, it's just like that's, my issue is that's that nice. the, that combat, like when you get to the bosses, you'll understand what I mean. That combat doesn't always give you the opportunity to take some of these bosses down as easily as it. Well, I mean, even I don't want to say easy because there's nothing in this game that's easy, but like it's more frustrating when these bosses do some of the stuff they do. And that's all I'll say. I won't spoil. They, they do what they do. The the fucking fight at the top of the tower with the whatever his name is is one of the most infuriating boss. I turned on the no fail mode for that boss. I I will straight up say it. Fuck that. I won't do that. I'll just get irritated and stop playing the game. See, that's I don't understand that. Why not just do that and get past it to continue um... to join the game? Like, why would you stop playing a good game when you can just? Because Ken, I'll, I'll stop playing a good game for for stupider reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I got right up to the end of God of War and went. You don't want to fuck oh, up your. You, did, this. you don't want to fuck so up your I resume never... that you didn't beat Tunic without cheating. 
you took the shortcut. No, I, you, I, you accomplished I'm not, nothing. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, it isn't that. It he isn't didn't that. grow. He didn't learn. Here's here will be me. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to turn it off. I'll, I'll wait till tomorrow, and then I'll get caught up with something else and totally forget and never come back. It's always what happens. Tunic's only good because it's hard. I don't know if you know that. Oh, fucking, there's nothing else in Tunic to enjoy other than it's difficult to attend. Come on. I gotta throw my that's, little jab. Can I just there. say, that still irritates me, as my dad was, like, really excited and showing me parts of Elden Ring yesterday. Like, he's like, it's one of the great, it's, it could be the greatest game ever made. And I'm like, for you. And he's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. I'm like, <laughs> but it's because it's hard. You know, I, I joke aside about that particular, uh, comment that I've read and still have brain damage from. Um, you know, he was just like, look at the world, look how much work they've done, this is super neat, all these little puzzles to solve. Yeah, um, that's why that game did... is great. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, some of the stuff is, like, new to him because, like, he only plays those types of games for the most part. So, like, some of the stuff, I'm like, yeah, they did stuff like that in, like, Breath of the Wild, which clearly they've looked at, which is fair because I think Breath of the Wild looked at Dark Souls. You know, I don't think we live in a vacuum where, like, games that live in a vacuum and try to be fully original end up being Shenmue 3. It, you know, it's uh, it's good to look at other stuff. So, like, to him it was new, and, like, he was super excited about it. And it's like, there's more to those games than just the difficulty. So anybody that says that implies that. I, I It's a shame that you look at that series and those games as you do, because, like, there's so much more to those games to enjoy that, like... Oh, well, you could just watch a video on YouTube. That is never going to be the same as walking through and having full control over the scenario. And if you convince yourself otherwise, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> 100%. Yep. This isn't a point-and-click adventure, you know, like where everything's static and uh, you, or um, a visual novel or something like that, where, like, the choices are minimal. The, the, um, so... Yeah, anyways, I, I, I thought it was a really good-looking game, but it's just not for me. Uh, the second part of his tweet is, how about that fall from grace that is Gran Turismo 7? 30 hours offline, no real offline single player, made it harder to earn credits, and now review user, or sorry, user review bombing. Should reviewers go back and change their scores because of the DLC? Um, I usually say no, but like, if you wanted to write a thing and be like, this was reviewed when uh, this wasn't here... And and drop your score. I totally understand why you'd want to do that. Uh, I also don't think it's required, um, but I do think it would be nice if they they did add something that said like this was a review before release and this was added after. Yeah, I'm generally not a fan of updating reviews to tell people about positive changes from a patch or something because you might have people that bought the game and it's less common now but in the past you could have people who bought the game and never updated the patch or something along those lines but the for something like this where the game is fundamentally worse um it does feel like at least a note um might be uh warranted yeah i now, don't think you necessarily have to change your score but you should probably put a note in there that says you know Something this egregious that you reviewed a game that literally changed the day it came out. 
Yeah. That's my issue with this. Like, In a negative game, way, change. Yeah, if the game changes in six months and it makes it worse, fuck that. That review is old. Yeah. And, 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 and I would also point out that, and I'm not, I'm not accusing anyone of anything here, but because we don't know, is, was this done intentionally to obscure that from reviewers? Well, I mean, or how was do you, it just how not ready, ready for, like, or was it something that had to be activated when the game was ready for, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, we can't for certain say, but the fact that it looks like you hid this from reviewers intentionally, yeah, that's, that's my terrible. problem. Like the fact that it here, went live the day after. Go ahead, Drew. Sorry. Here's here's the, here's the question though, is that if so they did hide it from reviewers because none of the press releases or even like the review uh, like guidelines mentioned any of that stuff, right? No, no, none of us knew about it until after. So I got yeah. the game later than everybody else. So my review wasn't ready. It's still not ready, and I think I made the right call, <laughs> not putting it out before now. But, yeah, there was no mention of any of this stuff. Like, there was no, like, oh, this will be tweaked, this will be added. Like, it was just, here's the game. So, Yeah, then that they, they intentionally deceived reviewers to get a better score. Which it did. Yeah, on 2077. Yeah, them not showing the last-gen versions, that, that was totally... Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's again, like I don't I don't demand any reviewers go back. You reviewed what you reviewed. It is just that conversation. If you want it to be clear yeah. if you want it to be clear that like it is not um your fault, you know what I mean? Like if you recommended this game based off of what you played and then they fucked you, just I would make it clear that they fucked you. You know what I mean? Like it makes reviewers look bad, and that's really shitty. At the end of the day, I think I think the bigger change here is not necessarily putting the microtransactions into the game because I'm a kind of person that doesn't really interact with those unless I'm just seeing how egregious they are. So the fact that like the the in game economy didn't change at first wouldn't have dictated the review score change for me, but the fact that they've now gone back and made the grind harder. Because people fuck were complaining, you. like that's literally what I said on Twitter. I was just like, "Fuck off!" Like, really? That is just like the shittiest thing you could have done. I don't know, man. I mean, you remember, I got I got burned that time uh, when I did I reviewed the Street Fighter Four on PlayStation Four. Oh yeah, the remaster or whatever it was. Yeah, it was just like a PlayStation Four version of Ultimate Ultra Street Fighter Four. And I was like, well, this will be an easy review. I played old Street Fighter 4 for how many years? And they gave us two copies. And I swear to God, the day before the game released, me and King got online, played it, ran smooth as fucking butter. Then the day that game released, the servers went to shit. And I gave that game like a fucking nine. And I'm like, this game's unplayable online. Yeah. Now. And I, and I was like, well, it wasn't like that when I reviewed it. Like, like legit. So it makes me look like I'm a dumbass that doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it'll be interesting going forward as well. Like, will people start putting tests in their reviews to, like, let's disconnect from the internet. Can I still play the single-player part of this game with Gran Turismo being down for 30 hours? Like, people who bought that game could not play it for 30 hours. Well, and that and game came out two weeks ago. Yeah. Even, even stuff like... Um... 
So the the review copy of WWE 2K22 that I got was um, the NWO for Life edition, which comes with an accelerator for your My Career player and uh, unlocks all of the um, uh, legends, right? All the all the legends and stuff. So it it obscures reviewers' ability to see what the grind is like now. In my case, I didn't use the accelerator stuff in my career and paid attention to the rate at which the stuff was earned outside of even being able to to use it to unlock anything. But still, it's I mean, it's very clearly in there um, and given to the reviewer as a way to be like to obscure what the grind looks like. Mm -hmm. And I know that. Most reviewers are going to appreciate that because it's like, well, I don't have time. I got to get this review done and out of the way. I don't have time to sit here and grind credits. But I, I really think it's an issue in the entire industry. Um, the review games are given so close to launch and the deadlines are so um, tight in terms of the ability to get content out when people want and need to see it before the game launches or when the game launches, that most of the time reviewers don't have the same experience with the game as a player would have. No. Um, in terms of the fact that they're trying to sit down and grind through stuff as quickly as they possibly can so they can get on to the next game or so they can hit deadline, and that's just not the way most players play the game. Um, most players want to take their time uh, and I, I feel like that creates a lot of problems. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 I think, so, if you remember, Ghost of Tsushima came out, and there were a lot of reviewers that were very middle of the road on it and were, were talking about what an Assassin's Creed copy it was and everything. And then, like, a week or two after the game came out, you started seeing both reviewers and players, like holy shit, this game is awesome. Because a lot of the folks that were reviewing it didn't really get that deep into the game because they were just trying to get through it so they could review it. I think it's a problem. Well, it absolutely is a problem, but there's not really a way to solve it because our culture of video game creation now is so like, this shit's coming in hot. Yeah. I almost feel like the only way to solve it is to condition everyone, <clears throat> excuse me, that day one you'll get impressions, but after that you'll get an ongoing review that updates over the next week or two, right? And that's a lot to ask. Yeah, Horizon was my most recent example of this. Like, as I played through it, that game was buggy as fuck. And that patch that fixed that game dropped, I think, Two days before embargo. So I kind of had to go back and jump around that game to see if it was actually fixed or not. Which, yeah. And, and we're talking the embargo drop for that game, I think, maybe less than a week before the game came out. So, like, yeah. It's, it's rough, man. Like, they're fixing games right up to the last minute. Yeah. So. I just don't do it anymore. Like, all my reviews are late at this point, which is also because I'm just busy, like, like personally busy. But also, 
I, I, you don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to Kingdoms of Amalur this shit like I used to. No, like, there's Kingdoms no reason for us to do it. Yeah, like Kingdoms of Amalur, I beat that freaking game. I put 24 hours into that game in about three days. And I was just like, this is a good game, but I fucking hate it. You yeah, know, you, I, you get you get jaded. I did the same thing to Dave when he did uh, Darksiders 2 uh, in a weekend. And I think he put somewhere like upwards of like 40 hours into that game over the weekend just to get the review out. And like, to this day, that man hates that game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a great game. Like, he would have loved it had he played it over like a month or two. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I was with Kingdoms of Amalur. Like I was like, this is a good game, but holy shit, I'd never want to play this game again. Yeah, I played Horizon that way, unfortunately, where I powered through the story just so I could see the endings before I wrote my review. And like man, it really tainted like how I feel about that game now. Like if I'd have played it over a month or two, I probably would have been a lot higher on it than it and I still think it's a great game. I think I gave it like an eight. But like I don't know if I'd had more time to spend with it. I think I would have appreciated it more. Like, like I'm doing with Elden Ring. Like I've had Elden Ring for four weeks. I'm only like ten hours into that game, and it's just because I play when I want to play. Yeah, so. that's that's the the problem. Is it's it's uh, it creates a fundamental disconnect between the experience the reviewer has and the experience that the player has, and that's the opposite of what you want, right? You want the reviewed experience to be as close to the um, the player's experience as possible. Yeah. And it just, in this world of embargoes and uh, 80 hour basically video where the, and the only content that matters is content that comes out the day the game releases, yeah. like, it's tough. It's a yeah. bad situation that you do. You, I don't know how we get around it because... Like you said, I mean, games are literally... The, the day one patch is now, like, standard vernacular for video games. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we got... I mean, that's a... We got with the with WWE. Again, we got a note that, hey, here's all these hard crashes that'll be included in the day one patch. Now, thankfully, we got that patch before the review went live, but still... There's a lot of big fixes in day one patches these days. It's it's insane yeah. how many how many fixes but, are in day one patches. I feel like I feel like the 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 culture itself has has changed a little bit. Um, I don't know too many people who buy games day one anymore. I mean, like yeah, sure, if it's something that you like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna buy the next, you know, I don't know, whatever, you know, if if you're a really big Gran Turismo fan, yeah, well, I'm gonna buy it day one because I'm a big Gran Turismo fan. But people who who are on the fence about stuff or still have 50 other games that they haven't finished yet, a lot of people don't buy games day one. They wait for a sale anyway. So right. maybe maybe we're not screwing up by having our review two weeks late because maybe in two weeks they'll be considering buying the game and then look at reviews. I don't know. Like it's it's a it's a weird time right now because there's just so many options. And I feel like that that people out there, you know, are going to be a little bit more wiser with their money now. I mean, I one of my favorite reviews I've ever written, and I was like, oh, thank God I took my time. And, like, I took months. Um, 
And it wasn't that I was playing all the time. I just didn't even bother because the first game I had done uh, from that series, um, which was Overdrive, um, Mech City Brawl, whatever one. I don't remember which one is which. Anyways, the first game was okay. It was fine. It was not perfect, but there was definitely potential. Like, a sequel was going to definitely improve on that, right? No! They doubled down into the fucking multiplayer, and guess what? I finally started up my review on that, because I put it on the back burner, and no one was playing online. Because why were they? why would they? So, instead of trying to make, like, a, a better single-player experience, they doubled down and decided fuck it, multiplayer is where we're going to go, and then no one's playing the multiplayer. Good job. Like, I, I, I don't know... Like, I've never written a review and then read, said, I hope they lean into this stuff, and then them go, fuck that noise, and do everything else. And, like, yeah, fuck it. it I think I said in my, my review, like, the price I'd pay was just play the fucking first game. Because it's cheaper and it does more. But what about, what was that game that you and Drew played that you said was the next Rocket League? Dude, that one, still, that Laser League. <laughs> that is, that, that's the biggest robbery I've ever seen in my life. That game is really so is. good. Laser League is fucking amazing. And it got shut down because nobody played it. Like, I cannot figure that out. Like, I, were we like the highest review person? I'd imagine you probably were. Hold on, let's find out. Laser. Yeah, the internet doesn't let anything go without chance. You record that shit. Uh, I don't know, man. It's got a pretty decent reviews. Um, let's see here. Sort by high, score highest to lowest. Uh, wow. Okay, so you are tied for highest. Uh, okay. The six axis. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's a different country. Uh, PlayStation Universe, PC Invasion, EGM, uh, Game Spew, Gamer Headquarters, they all gave it 9s. Game Informer wasn't too far behind with 8.8. Destructoid gave it an 8. IGN Spain, IGN Italy, God is a Geek, Push Square, 8, 8, 8. Like, it got good reviews. Like, it's sitting in an 82% on critics, on uh, Open Critic. I can't. I I cannot believe. Like they shut down the servers for that game. You can't play it anymore. The lowest. The lowest score for that game was seven out of ten. <laughs> and that game was like, dead on the line. That that game's dead. You can't play it anymore. And I, I, I. That's a criminal thing right there because that game was fucking fantastic. Like I can't figure. I can't figure out this culture at all. Like. Like, this legit should have been, like, the next Rocket League. That would be the yeah, game that everybody... it was everybody so did. smart. It took way more yeah. thinking. It was a great one-on-one, even. And you could play, what, two-on-two? Like, you fuck. could do two-on-two. And it was, it was amazing. Like, that game was fantastic, and zero people played it. Yep. That's how video games work, man. It's crazy. You never, you never know what's going to catch... Who would have predicted... And, and I know you guys all think it's a big deal... But who would have predicted that Elden Ring would sell 12 million copies in four weeks? I didn't think it'd be that high. No. Like just, just, just as a like comparison, Dark Souls Three, their last main release, took four years to sell 10 million copies. Four years. This game beat that in four weeks. Really, two reviews. 
Or it just became the zeitgeist. Yep. Like, we've had a, it's not that we've been short on games right now. Well, and you know, you know, one thing that contributed to that was the buzz coming off of early reviews. The 10 out of 10s from, guess yep. what? People who love Souls games. Yep. So, I don't know. I would really love, this would be a huge, like, undertaking, but I would love to know how many people fell off of that game after an hour or two of the 12 million that sold it, that, that bought it. I would love to know that number. I hope it would be high, but I expect it to be low. Yeah. So, I don't know. But you're right. That game came out of the gate, and, and we were guilty of it. We all sent our review code to who? The person who plays Souls games. <laughs> and he ended up having one of the lower scores. Uh, yeah, ours was one of the lower so... scores, which was still an 8, but, you know. You know what I mean, though? Like, I... If you want a good review score on a Wonder Boy game, you send it to me. If you want an honest <laughs> review of a Wonder Boy game, you send it to someone else. Um, but I don't know. Jay, I feel like, doesn't have those same hang-ups. He'll tell you if a game sucks. He has no fear about that. No, he even if he game. loves the series, he'll tell you if it sucks. Oh, he'll definitely tell you. Um, yeah, me, like, you know, I, I don't think I have too much. I mean, I love Disaster Report. Motherfucker, I gave... Before 4, I gave that fucking... The worst score I possibly could, I think. I gave Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance a 10 out of 10, and I regret that to this day. <laughs> you should. Um, <laughs> I was so hyped for that game, dude. Dude, you're looking at somebody who put 400 hours into Street Fighter 4, and I gave Street Fighter 5 a 5. Well, the Street Fighter 5 is not... That game had all kinds of problems at launch. Exactly. So I'm a, I'm the Street Fighter guy for the website, and I was like, I do not like this game. It's it's a balance because you want somebody that's going to be able to to understand the mechanics, right? Um, but you also want somebody that isn't going to be biased and is going to give a legit uh, description of the you know what's good and what's bad. I gotta check this because I think if yeah, I remember, Jay, Jay gave Jay just gives good scores to grindy RPGs. <laughs> like, okay, you mean like fucking Souls, buddy? How is that not they, a grindy ass game? Get fucked. They they deleted that thread, by the way. Oh, no, the Reddit thread. Really? The Reddit I'm thread's gone. Yes. That's the the Reddit thread is gone. Oh, Maybe that's because people started having actual technical faults, and everybody realized Jay was right. Um, yeah, you, you need to you need to revise after the day one patch because it's going to fix everything. And it didn't how about this? Will, how about this? I will find my closest pen and shove it up your ass. <laughs> that newest patch actually nerfed a bunch of the exploits in Elden. Yeah, Ring. changed changed a bunch of stuff. I saw a lot of people online saying, "Man, I'm glad I beat these bosses before they." Change this. Yeah, it's like why? Why, why would you do that? Just, just let let the people have what they want, man. Well, and it means too that those speed oh. runs will probably stay forever because yeah, I think most of the one. speed runs got done before the exploits got fixed. Can I yeah. can I just say yeah. that for a bunch of people that say it'll get good, they sure do complain when exploits get removed. <laughs> How about that? They complain send, about everything. They send, they just want to get your, your, your people, people. Send 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 your whiny 
whiny comments to I can play some robots so I can <laughs> <laughs> So you can ignore them because you're not going to say anything anyway? But look at you. Give right LOL back. <laughs> lol. <laughs> lol. Just do it. Just I do mean, it, like, Drew. What was the, what was it? What was your thing? What? When, when, when they were doing like, uh, E3 presentations, you do your little DG, whatever. Oh yeah. DGS. Don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony can just hashtag GF. Get fucked. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, apparently DGS also stands for something else. It was like something that they used at like colleges and stuff. Oh. So every, every year when E3 happened, I would hijack that hashtag. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag FYM. Fuck your mother. <laughs> Oh, to man. really be really mean to people over this, I just I don't know. It was just one of those things where, like you said, like oh, they nerfed a bunch of exploits and people were upset. I'm like, this is the same community that goes, yo, you just need to get good. You get what? Good, son. Those things don't compute with me. Oh, I just gotta game the system horribly. I mean, that's that's kind of okay. how that works, right? Hey, there is a lot of people in Dark Souls like if you beat it, you beat it. Doesn't matter how you do it. Oh, dude, the, the, right. I'll the, give I'll give credit. I'll give credit. Most of the Dark Souls fan base aren't shitty people. Yeah, it's I, just the loudest. Of them. I see the loud yeah, people. I like, feel like I've seen a lot more people this time around, like willing to help new players. I don't know if that's because there's been such an influx of new players or what, but I've seen a lot of people online helping new players. Then you get the assholes that were like, if you run a magic build, you didn't truly beat the game. It's like, what? It's in the fucking game. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jackass. Yeah, it's always... Something. Some people are just unique individuals. That's a That's word. A nice putting it. That's a word. Yeah. That you can use to describe them. You should uniquely words. push them down a flight of stairs. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, that's all I have for the tweets, the emails. Uh, if you want to tweet us at M4G Podcast, you want to shoot us an email, it's podcast at ztgd.com. Uh, you can follow us, as Anthony said, at Complacent <laughs> Robot. At Complacent <laughs> Robot. Send him all of your hate mail, and he'll reply with, uh, you know, uh, hashtag fuck, GM. Don't care. You know what the sad part is? They know I, Anybody that's listened this far in knows, unfortunately, that I do well give a fuck. <laughs> I can't even pull that shit you can't even fake it anymore. You can't fake no, the fuck. No, I know. They'll be like, watch me get this, this idiot <laughs> riled up. And they're not wrong. <laughs> uh, you can also follow Wombat at Wombat RP, Drew at DMO Fury, and me at ZTGD. You can follow the site at ZTGD Content. Phoenix down, rock and control. First episode next week? Yep. Okay. You got to get Jesse in there and make her the director. And let's, let's roll, man. Let's throw that some. That happens in the first five minutes of the game. I know, I wasn't spoiling anything. Also, that game is like three years old. So. Also, the, I love that the old director is um, McCaffrey. Max Max Payne's voice. Actor. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, also, I saw a stat today that Sea of Thieves is four years old today, and I was like, fuck, it feels so much older. <laughs> I feel like that game has been at Microsoft's E3 since 2006. Probably has been. There's, dude. There's people like uh, I listen to um, uh, Player One podcast, and like uh, Chris Johnson has played like over a thousand hours of that. 
Dude, people that love Sea of Thieves I, love Sea of Thieves. It's one of those things where it's like I don't. I'm not even judging. I just don't understand, like at all. I played appeal. like ten hours of that game, and I was like, "This is cool," but I am already bored. And that's it with me too. I'm like, I don't, I don't see the appeal. Like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, it's basically like blah, blah blah. Have fun. I'm like, man, that I need, I need a little bit of structure. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I played it co-op with, like, two other people, and we played for about, I don't know, five, ten hours, and I'm like, all right, this was fun, but I'm kind of done. Like, I don't really want to do anymore. What's that? They added a lot to that game, right? Oh, 100%. They've certainly added a ton to it, and I played, you know, around launch time, so it was still bare bones then, but, I mean, even still, it's still got the same general mechanic, right? I guess, I don't know. Uh, I I deleted it and have never went back to it. The only time it ever gets booted is when it's a quest. So I don't know. Anyway, I don't have anything else. Unless anybody else has anything else, we can get out of here. I I uh, just a uh, weird side note. So that Wonder Boy collection, I thought I was gonna cave and buy it, but they're sold out. So I lucked out and <laughs> didn't buy the stupid thing because it's like. 70 or 80 bucks shipped. You'll just buy it on a secondhand oh. market in like six months. No, I won't. Because you know why? It'll only go up in price and I'll be like, nah, man, I'm better off just buying the original games at this point. I forget what game I saw the other day. It was like going for an obscene amount of money. And I was like, dude, I just played that on RetroArch yesterday and I feel terrible for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, do I sell the copy of Hyperstone Heist? You should. coming out. Because who I'm the like, fuck cares? Uh, you could just play it. You know it. what? You know what? I'll tell you why I won't, because there's a lot of good memories playing with my father. That's the reason why I will give you that Xbox. one. I still everything have a copy. Else, of everything Whip. else, everything else out of Genesis box can probably get fucked. I still keep <laughs> my copy of Whiplash because it, it has sentimental meaning, and it's, that's the, the only reason. Wait, wait, hold on. Whiplash? Yeah, it was like, it was a present from somebody. Like like the PS2 game, Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, I love that game. Yeah. that game is amazing. But yeah, yeah like, I, I sold, You're like, it was so funny because I sold things like uh, my Mega Man X collection for the Super Nintendo. I sold uh, Tron Bon, and I'm just like, y'all are going to give me, like, a obscene amount of money for this, and I can just go home and play it. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. care, like, video games for me are meant to be played, so I don't really fucking care how I play them, as long as I can play them. Honestly, I, that I Tron Bon game is so good. No, it's really not. It is. I don't care what you think. <laughs> I, no, it's really not the way you said it. Man. It's um, good. I, I, it's the reason why I still have like games sitting on my shelf. Really, like otherwise, like I, I want to get to the point where it's like as I play them, if I don't like them, they're gone. If they're, there's no benefit to me keeping this, I just want them out of my life and just sell them, so I never have to transport them again anywhere. I I so. I really shrunk down my entire. Co- I still have my consoles. Like they're still laying around. I, I almost caved for that fucking Wonder Boy collection. And let me tell you, I have everything in that Wonder Boy collection that's worth playing. So I don't know why I would have bought it, but I was this fucking close to doing it, and they're sold out. Thank fuck, because strictly limited, it can fuck right off. Because the, the the digital version's gonna have what four games, and they're like, oh, but you get all the alternate versions of the games on the the big one that we're selling through strictly limited, and not our imprint in in that we'll sell on store shelves for forty bucks still. It's like, oh fuck, I hate that company. 
Yeah, I don't know. Was, side was, note where I was like, I almost caved today, and then it was like, no, we're sold out. Like, it's kind of the joke of back when whatever the fuck that Switch game was that they released physical and was selling for like an obscene amount of money, and the game was uh, just fucking trash. The uh, Tiny Troopers. Tiny Troopers. Like, people were driving 50, 60 Bruh, miles they to buy that money in Walmart. <laughs> like, dude. It's, Switch core. it's a fucking $3 <laughs> indie game that is not good. Yeah. Like... God, like yeah, I, least, I respect people who spend money on good games as opposed to people who spend money least, just because. Yeah, I was gonna say at least Wonder Boy is like you get like in that collection you get multiple versions of a few really good games and unfortunately a few versions of the original Wonder Boy. I don't like Adventure Island and I don't really like the original. <laughs> I, I don't. I just. I don't understand. Like, there's I just no... want you to know that I almost caved, but unfortunately they were sold out, so I couldn't. <laughs> but I'm using I'm... this as a. I'm surprised to hear you say you don't like Adventure Island. Um, the later ones, like even even Adventure Island Two, I felt was a better game than Adventure Island One, which is just Wonder Boy remade. I, I don't like it, it. Just it's too simplistic, almost. And, and you just like, don't like the you just don't like the first one. I just don't like the first one. Got uh, the 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 second one when you started adding like vehicles and like rideable animals and stuff, right? Um, th- those games go way off from what the Wonder Boy uh, beginnings, and I'm like, no, oh, these games are fantastic. I love the art style, they're cartoony, they're a lot of fun. Uh, but that first Island game is just one like, of my one of my favorite NES games. I love that game. There, there, it's way better than the first game. The first game is like clearly an arcade game brought home, and I don't think it's very fun because of that. Um, but yeah, after that, they're like. Um, who who did Hudson? Hudson just went like crazy. Yep, Hudson, like, fuck so. it, let's just add a bunch of shit, and then like you get to like Super Adventure Island and Super Adventure Island Two, which is literally just like a Wonder Blader Wonder Boy in Monster World sort of game, where it's like a full map that you sail on and stuff. And it's like, yeah, those games became something special. But that first fucking game that inspired all this stuff, I'm like, it's it's got its place in history. I do not like it. All right. Well, that yeah. is... There's your Wonder Boy moment. I'll try not to talk about it next week. Right. Well, it's at the end of the show. Nobody made it this far. So that's true. Yeah, everybody already, everybody's already tuned out. We set our Twitter handles. Yeah, everybody's already <laughs> gone. They're like, fuck it. Where's the bagok? I don't know. It's up your ass. Peace, bitch. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.
no fanboys allowed. And then I, and then I killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.